Yeah, I would say that uh, testing is a continuous and iterative process that it's good that you are always doing it. So even if your app, your game is already out, it's doing great, it's been two years out, yeah, no matter, no matter that, uh, it's, it's good that you are always testing. Welcome to Aptica Docs Podcast. In each episode, we discuss hot topics of mobile app market with renowned experts. Hey guys, so we are pretty excited to launch our new project, Aptica Docs, and be able to tackle hot topics and share insights with great experts. And I'm even more excited to have Emilio Miyado, also expert and senior customer marketing manager at Geek Lab with us today. It's our first guest. I am honored to have you with us today. So thank you for joining us. And in this episode, Aptica talks about A-B tests in App Store optimization. Hi, Emilio. How are you? Hello. Nice to meet you, Ksenia. It's a pleasure to be here and be part of this project. And it's even greater to be the first one. A bit of pressure, too, to be the first one doing this interview, but it's fine. So, yeah, very glad to be here. Great. So, and before we dive into our primary topic uh, on uh, ASO, uh, could you please just tell us briefly about your career so far, about Geek Lab, and maybe some interesting projects you're currently working on? Yeah, so I've been working in Geek Lab since one year and a half, more or less, uh, at this point. And yeah, as you mentioned, I'm senior customer marketing manager, which this means in a nutshell is that. Uh, basically, when a new client arrives to our agency, I'm in charge of creating a conversion rate strategy optimization for them, for their product, mostly their games, which is my expertise. And we do this through market research and experimentation, which in GeekLab, we have this agency side, and then we have the software side, which uh, where we have our experimentation tool and our growth lab, which we use it for market research. Okay, so your main expertise lies uh, within ASO, right? Yeah, my main expertise with within ASO, but a bit of everything I can do uh, or about regarding mobile apps and games, yes. But my main expertise. So, but uh, for example, imagine we have a game studio or a publisher with some ideas uh, about launching a new game. Uh, so how to test this idea? So we will start from the very beginning, just to go step by step uh, regarding ASO. Uh, so how to test these ideas? Uh, what metrics to bear in mind while testing? So could you please expand on that? Yeah, sure. Um uh, basically, it's my day-to-day. -day. So we have these uh, new concepts all the time from developers that they want to try. They have new ideas. They want to see if they develop this further, how the market will perform and if they will find some user engagement in their new ideas. So when they arrive, they tell us the idea. And what we do is first uh, we do a market research. We see what's going on, what are the trends, what is popular right now for them. And now that we have all the information and they have it too, we develop different product pages for their concept. So these different product pages, we call them variations. Um, the difference between them might depend 
on the status that the develop of this concept is. If it's like really, really early stage, um, even the theme is not clear. The theme, let's say you want to develop a game about zombies or about pirates, and you don't know really which, de- which road you get uh, in your game, so you can develop both but not develop both. You just need to create one icon for a screenshot and one ad, and then we can run ads. So we run ads on social media, we drive users to our testing tool, and then we measure what happened. We measure CTR, we measure conversion rate, cons per install in an estimate because they are not installing, and IPM, which will be the installations per mil thousand impression, which also those are estimates but we will give you like a really really good uh, overall picture about early user engagement so you will know uh, if you continue that road what will be the best approach to get okay so but how you understand that this particular variant is a winning one yeah well that's that's the take you need to you need to take a look at all of these kpis you need to take a look at ctrs conversion ratio uh different metrics that we measure at geek lab we measure those and we also have uh, all data entry about user behavior so we know if a user scroll the product page if they saw the screenshots if they engage a part uh, of installing so because we can track everything the user is doing then we get a really good picture about what is the good and the best performing variant so the winner uh, what might be not the winner then we have our own algorithm that tell you what's the confidence on this experiment so uh, it will give you a percentage on the confidence ratio than also a winning probability of if you repeat the experiment again in case that you don't find a potential winner uh, what are the odds that the same result happen again Um, besides those kpis uh, we also have uh, as i mentioned our own survey tool so if you have qualitative data that you can track what is coming from the product page you will get like a really really great picture of quantitative and qualitative data. But what if you don't see a winning variant, for example? Some hypotheses have the same metrics, so what to do in this case? Yeah, that's that's a case that uh, sometimes we have to face. It can happen that we don't find a winning variant. So in that case, what we do is uh, we take a look at the overall picture. We see what are some clues like, okay, there's not a winning variant, but in this variant, we see a peak on the performance in this metric. Or there are some learnings that we can incorporate, learn from, and then iterate to a follow-up test. So we can uh, pick the best ideas, what are the best performing from every variant, and create a new experiment based on those learnings and as i mentioned if you have survey you will also have the other side of the picture that you can incorporate new ideas depending on what you ask at the user so you can have even more new ideas more learnings so you iterate you create a new test and then hopefully you find a winning variant in there Uh, but what happens more often 
so more often you find a win variant from the first iterations or you need more iterations to find this winning one? It, it depends a lot on the case, but uh, mostly if you have like a strong hypothesis, so you are testing, uh, as I mentioned, themes that they are very different. So the most different, the better the, the hypothesis and the stronger it is, you will find easily a winning variant. If you are testing, uh, let's say, the color on the hair of your character, so if it is a character with the hair brown or red, then it's something really, really specific and it can be too hard and not having that much of an impact on your performance, not as strong a hypothesis, and it will be uh, more more easy to not find a winning variant in that case. So depends on the experiment and the impact that it's having on your CVR. And you mentioned uh, previously, just like we don't have this app, uh, real app, so we have only uh, some prototype. And uh, that means that the user can download, right, this app. Exactly. But how to redirect? For example, I see the creative uh, with the um, call for action download. I click and where I will be redirected. So how it works. Yeah, that's that's exactly when GitLab uh, come into play. So after seeing the ad and you click the download button, you go to our custom, to our product pages. Our product pages, they look alike one-to-one -to, -one to the App Store or to the Play Store. Depends on your need and to what platform you are developing the game. So you will see a recreation one-to-one -one with your icon and your screenshot that you have made only for that test. And in there, you will have the user that click the ad. And after the user seeing that product page where is where we are tracking everything in there, they can click the install button. But because they are not in a store, they are not installing anything. So what we do is that we redirect the users to a survey, as I mentioned, or if you don't want to use a survey because any reason, you can also send your users to a landing page where they can pre-register to get access to when the game is ready. Or uh, in other cases, we have seen some developers that send the users to the real a developer page in App Store or Play Store, so they send the users to their other games. And then they try to keep the users somehow engaged in their uh, ecosystem. Mm -hmm. That's pretty clear. I have never faced uh, actually this uh, trial, so that's why it's particularly interesting for me. Um, but if we move to another stage, uh, we have tried different uh, strategies about our ideas and we, uh, we already have uh, an app. So gaming or whatever. So, and how to elevate your custom product pages with other testing? Yeah, well, regarding custom product pages, uh, so their new feature from Apple, they they enable you to optimize your app and optimize your marketing effort. So sending user from your ad to a custom product page where you target that more specifically, it's a very good uh, feature, but uh, it lacks of some features if you want to do a more uh, comprehensive test. So that's why uh, we suggest to use GeekLab in that case, because on GeekLab you can edit everything on your page, which is the main limitation that you have on the custom product page. 
And also on the other side is that you can track everything. You have every metric about what's going on on the product page and you don't really get all of these metrics. So that's why we suggest to you that you can elevate your custom product pages. If you do A-B tests with GitLab, then you will get these learnings, you will get your metrics. And when you implement this in your strategy for CPP on, on Apple Store, then you will find that your marketing efforts are better. You elevate your strategy, you get a better performance in there. Um, so there are a lot of elements of the page, uh, but where to put focus on? Maybe there are some suggestions, icon screen sh- screenshots, what works better, video or just pictures? Uh, it really depends on what is your target audience and what is the genre of your game on the type of app that you are doing, because it might be that some users uh, prefer engaging with videos if they are what we call exploring users, so users that before installing, they scroll through your page and they see your video, they they want to know more before installing. So for this type of user, video might work better and might be a must to have in there if they are your potential audience and the one that installed the most. But if you are, let's say, having a hyper-casual game, so even if they are now pivoting to more hybrid, but your user, your main user is decisive. So they saw that and they want to play now. They are not going to pay attention to the screen, to the video. And if they see that the screenshot match at a glance what they saw on the ad, then it it might be even more relevant and then they will install immediately your game. So it depends a lot. And the best thing here is that you know your user you know that how they behave and then you deliver the better assets that you can deliver uh, for those users. Yeah, but you just mentioned also the correspondence of the ad and the screenshot, but sometimes there is this trend of fake ads. So when um, some publishers and advertisers, they use some other mechanics that you can't see in the gameplay actually, uh, do you test fake screenshots or some fake info and what results uh, might it bring? Yeah, about the fake ads and fake screenshots is a bit of a controversial topic nowadays. I, If it is done in a good way, I strongly support it. I think it's a marvelous strategy that you can and need to try to find new insights, but you need to do it correctly. Uh, what I mean by this is that... Uh, we have been seeing previously that the fake was only on the ad and then not really on the screenshots uh, for sure there was that mechanic wasn't on the game and that really can harm your long-term retention on the game so that's not the best way of doing it but nowadays we are seeing that okay they are using a let's say fake, but not that fake anymore uh, ad and then also fake mini game which is not fake because it's also now on the game. But the thing is that those mini games that they are using and promoting a lot and more harder than the actual gameplay itself might be 5% of the actual gameplay. So it's not fake anymore. Uh, It's true, it's in there. It's just a short experience. But I think it's good if those 
and you uh, confirm your hypothesis that if you use that, uh, it helps, it retains more users and increase your download, uh, lifetime value them, I will strongly support that. In a good way. In a good way, always in a good way, yes. Great. Um, but sometimes um, these fake uh, strategies, uh, some fake elements, they might lead to negative reviews, and that's also a part of ASO. Um, I don't. I know that you are not into reviews and ratings, but maybe you have some broad perception or broad vision how it can help. Uh, maybe the strategy, uh, whether there is a correlation, and more. So I have this like curiosity maybe about that how to incentivize users to leave the feedback because from my personal experience when I'm asked to rate the app I just put the star and that's it and I'm leaving I have never guessed written something so maybe you have some info on that or you have faith experience that yeah well, I can I can uh, give you some very broad insights about this topic and I don't have a magic one about how to incentivize the reviews that's a very complicated topic I've seen and a bit out of my scope but um, this really uh, is related to ASO in a way that it can help or it can be uh, having an impact in your download so if you're having good ratings, you're having good reviews, for sure, the social proof of your game will be elevated. It will be a consequence for you of having more downloads and more downloads, better ranking. So your game will grow both in the ranks, both in the ranks. But it, this requires also some effort from the developer team. So if you are having bad reviews and you are not addressing those, you are not replying, to your reviews, then your social proof might be uh, going backwards to you or actually harming the downloads that you are getting. So it's a lot of effort to be uh, tracking your reviews if your game is very popular, but it's something that will be uh, uh, in the long term helping your, your social proof and your ranks. Um, that's one side of the coin and the other side is that if you are paying attention to the reviews, um, I know that there are some tools that help you to filter and categorize those. You will might find some insights, some learning, feedback from the user that maybe you didn't think of and help to develop your game in a new direction or having some features in a different way if you are paying attention to their and doing an active hearing of your users uh, in general uh, as so uh, strategy it's quite a complex task so uh, what are the best practices for mapping out a series of a b tests not to miss a thing yeah um yeah that's my almost my daily exercise when we have someone new to test so the thing here uh, when you need to map uh, maybe a series of tests is that you need to define your goals. You need to know what you are doing and what to what phase is the game right now that you are going to test. So it's not the same testing if your game is in a concept phase or if this uh, live game that it's been on the market for some years. It's very obvious 
but uh, that's something that you need to have in mind for the day one and something that you need to uh, to ask yourself before starting the test. Uh, also, I mentioned briefly this, but having a strong hypothesis, like the example of the theme, like zombies versus something really different, will help you to go to the, if you are going to develop into that direction, to, will help you give insights into where to go and where not to go. So I think we can even divide this in, in phases. So concept phase might be more related to everything that you cannot change after your stone flange phase. So theme, art style, uh, game main, main game mechanic, I would say even. So everything that is the core of your game does need to be addressed in this concept phase. Then you will move to a sun flange phase where you need to give the best shape possible for your game. So, okay, let's find out what is the best uh, key message. What is our unique value to sell to the user? So you need to put the game in the best, uh, best shape possible in this phase. And then you will have your global launch phase where you might be focusing on localizing for specific countries or doing some iterations, but uh, it's, it's better if it's divided in phases. So global launch phase, focusing more into uh, details. Um, the Early on the process, you focus more into the main core of the games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so goal, concept, soft launch, Priorities, target audience. Um, what's next? Well, now that you have mapped your your tests into different fa- phases, then you can start testing. You will need to develop all the assets needed for every test, and you will iterate with those assets. Um, but the thing is that you, even if you have a plan for the next months, you need to be flexible enough. Because you are doing a, a map, you are doing this test plan before testing. So you have your road. But then on the road, thereby, there might be some issues. There might be some unexpected learnings, some different pathways that you might need to take based on the results that you are getting in every test. So let, it can happen that a result surprise you and now you need to change the test that you are doing. So always being flexible, um, be open to be, an, be open-minded to learn what is happening on the test. But is it possible to, to run several tests at once simultaneously in parallel or it's better to run one test than another just step-by-step step gradually? So what's the best strategy here? Yeah, so... This depends on how hurry you are. If you are running tests in parallel, then you are obviously going to get the results earlier and in advance. But the thing is that some of those tests might be influenced by the other if you run them sequentially. So if you have the time, I will suggest that you run sequentially your tests so you are getting learnings in every test and with those you are iterating uh, and changing your next test sequentially if but if you're in a hurry and you need to test different stuff then it's fine Uh, it it will give you also some insights if you run them in parallel but as as a best practice 
if you are testing through your development of the game, I would say that it's better to do it sequentially and not mix what you are testing in every test. Okay, so we have like initial stage, then product, custom page. Uh, now we have uh, a well-established app. We're already getting some downloads, but still, right? We need to change constantly something, as you've mentioned, just to improve uh, the strategy. How often, uh, from your expertise and from your experience, you need to change something? Yeah, I would say that uh, testing is a continuous and iterative process that it's good that you are always doing it. So even if your app, your game is already out, it's doing great, it's been two years out, yeah, no matter, no matter that, uh, it's, it's good that you are always testing because it gives you continuous improvement through testing. You are testing, let's say you are into a new season of your game, you want to test different creatives, you need to do that before uh, reaching that point. So continuous improvement if you have this uh, culture of testing into your game. Also, if you are continuously testing, uh, besides that you are going to improve your metrics, you are also going to be on the trends within the market because you are testing, but also you are taking a look at the market. So you are up to the trends. And if some design trends are changing, you can jump into there, see how that adjust to your game or your app and then go with that or skip that trend because it might be that it's not for your audience. Uh, also, because uh, even if your game is doing great, but you are not stopping all of your other marketing efforts. So if you are testing, you might find that you can uh, help your marketing efforts. Let's say that you find something that works really well and you can then share that info with the user acquisition team and they can develop new ads based on that info or if you are having any other marketing campaign and you want to have uh, your to test that in advance how it will go so you need to to test before that a lot to test <laughs> a lot is a it's something good to have as a culture i would say we also see that uh, constant um, iterations in Aptica because we have this news feed and we notice how apps, they are constantly changing description, ads, post, uh, yes, creatives and icons, everything. So it's just constantly notifications popping up. It's crazy. It's very crazy, but it's uh, it's really good that, uh, that they are doing that because then they will be always uh, doing in the best assets for their users. And what are your challenges currently? Uh, more than a challenge, I think it's part of my job to be constantly uh, taking a look at the market, uh, being on the trends, analyzing what's happening and why it is happening. Uh, so you never stop because the, the trends never stop. The, there's always someone uh, doing a new launch of a game having a new campaign. So it's not a challenge, it's part of it, but there's always something new happening. Uh, it's better if you are up to date with everything. Have you noticed maybe any trends on the rise for this year, for the upcoming year? Yeah, that I can give you like what I think it's most uh, important. I have like three main ideas, three trends for this uh, new year. So. 
I think uh, one of the trends definitely, and we are seeing that, is hybrid monetization strategies. So um, we have been, last year, um, seeing how some really popular games change their monetization strategy because so some different law enforcement in Europe or not being that popular, those strategy with the users. So that's a trend that we are going to see this year a lot, I think. Also, uh, another trend uh, prediction, how you want to call it uh, for this year, cross-platform gaming. So, yeah, a lot. Yes, uh, and that's very important because, uh, yeah, multiplayer and social features, that's a no-brainer for gamers. And if you highlight on your store that your game can be played with your friend on PC or your friend on console, that's going to be like really, really powerful for you in terms of engagement of the users. And so they can have this similar experience between all of their device and within their friends. Um, lastly, and this is something that we are seeing in GitLab from our developers, a lot of AI enhanced experimentation. So they are using AI to help them testing and iterate even faster. So using AI to create some screenshots, some visual elements, or having ChatGPT as everyone nowadays for helping you. It's everywhere. It's I everywhere. To have an article written by uh, the artificial intelligence, it wasn't that good. Yeah. Okay. Any advice, general or specific, for any other ASO experts out there listening to this podcast? Well, uh, my best practice is that, as I mentioned, stay always with uh, A on the market, seeing the trends, taking a look at your main competitors, learning from them, because they are on the same place as you are testing, testing as a culture. So that's my best advice, I think. Okay, so um, and what resources could you recommend uh, where you uh, take all the data, some inspiration maybe? Yeah, um, well, uh, I do a combination, more or less, uh, between having some, for the daily work, I use Growth Lab tool, so I can easily go there, search for the apps if I see something uh, on the apps or if I need some competitors directly to the case that I'm working. So we have a new feature on Growth Lab where you can easily go there and create your list of competitors and research about icons, screenshots, um, even some keyword nowadays. Um, but also, um, and thanks for Aptica, uh, I'm able to see some ad intelligence report, so that which is very, very good and useful for my work. So having an overview of what's been going on in the market, that's very useful. So having resource from blog, like the one that you are sharing, that's also one of my weekly tasks, I would say. I would like to be always on top on this new. Thank you for bringing it up. Yes, I would like to uh, mention also this ad report that we have uh, released uh, recently. So I will put, I guess, the link for this report in the description and uh, anyone who would be interested could 
just download via the link and just get the overall um, information and picture what's going on in the ad market among all the apps. So it might be pretty useful. Apart from the motherless uh, blog of GitLab, I read uh, some days ago just to get better idea on ASO strategies because I'm not an expert, so I have to confess. Uh, but just to have an overall um, understanding, so what, how to map uh, the uh, A-B tests, what to put focus on, uh, how just to put myself into the shoes of the game studios and publishers, it's great just to get some information out of there. Um, I don't have any questions so far. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you so much. So I'm again pretty excited that we have launched this project and we now from now on we will be able to share the insights with such great experts. Uh, we will uh, put this uh, episode into all major platforms and also on YouTube uh, for those who are not uh, fans of audios, only audios, but want to have some visual pictures, so you're welcome. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. So we hope to make it weekly. So thank you, Emilia, for being with us. And thank you to Geek Lab for this collaboration. Thank you so much, Ksenia. It's been a pleasure to be here. And thank you to Aptica for hosting this. To find out more about Aptica and its products, please follow the website aptica.com. Do not miss the next episodes by following us at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major platforms. Thank you for listening.